0: Hello everybody, on today's episode of Ordinary to Extraordinary, Ben and I have the wonderful Roche Bell, Dr. Rocher Bell is what I should say, she is a chiropractor here in Spokane and she actually is as big an advocate for chiropractic care as anyone I've ever met. We, uh, we chat about the need for chiropractic care, we talk about why people might need it what kind of chiropractic care they might need because there's different kinds and we also get into the business side of things. Roche has owned her business for a number of years here in Spokane and she mentors a lot of new chiropractors with a view to either keeping them in their employ or moving them on. So without further ado we're going to get to the fun episode 111. Uh, Here we go.
1: We don't got
0: nothing on you. So you, we know a Dr. Bones who's a chiropractor. <laughs> we know a Dr. McCracken who's a chiropractor. I'm just a measly Bell. old Dr. Pal. we have, we have a, weather <laughs> girl, <laughs> <laughs> a weather girl in Spokane called Majestic Storm. I know. That's the one that I always goes <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy.
1: <laughs>
2: Did I ever tell you that story? No. The first time we were all golfing, I was like, her name is Majestic Storm. And they're like, bullshit. <laughs> oh, I called all. I was like, He's like no, and right. I was like no. And like, There's only so two bullshit. things you can be with that name. You're a weather girl, or I'll let your mind run with what the other one is. And I, I was that guy. We're that was go like, visit What's you your at real State <laughs> Line.
0: <laughs> yeah. And she was telling us that cause she was she was beer cart girl at the golf course, and she was telling us that she was the she was practicing or sorry studying to be a meteorologist. And I was like, I, I literally said to her, shut up. What's your real name? I feel like you're giving me your stripper name here, and she did not appreciate it. Really? Uh, go figure, Stephen. Go figure. Okay.
2: You weren't the first person to ask her that. I'm sure that's not the first time she's been... Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a crazy name. You um, hear some crazy names, but that's a, that's a good one. Majestic Storm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary. I'm Ben Klunt. This is my Scottish friend, Stephen Brown. Mm-hmm. Today, we have chiropractor extraordinaire, Rache Bell on. And... So I was gonna tell a story about Rochelle because Rochelle and I go back further than me just being a patient, and she probably knows the story I'm about to tell because I was a total dick in the story. And I don't usually forget meetings, but I totally stood Rochelle up at Madeline's once. Like the first time we were meeting, we met it a we met at like an event, and this is the point where I think we were both like new in our career, so like yeah, we're totally gonna to go out and have coffee with people and meet and be go go getters. And we we're like yeah, let's go grab coffee at Madeline's. And I think you called, and I was like, luckily my office was two minutes down the road. She's like, hi, are we supposed to be meeting right now? I'm like, <laughs> holy. I've done that to two people in my life. rochelle is one of them. The other one was recruiter for Northwestern Mutual. <laughs> that was a good move. That was a good move. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and for some reason, I gave you a second chance.
2: Yeah, I know. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I think our personalities get along is what it comes yeah, down to yeah. at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. I'm like, okay, we're both professional, but both have a little bit of a saucy side. A little sassy go. side. Yeah. So another fun story. This just happened like two weeks ago. And this is my gin story. It is and I'm, I'm going to give away some of your personal life here too. That's fine. And so we're, I get my car, or my, I'm not cracking, but I say crack. like. And so I get adjusted, right? And we're talking about... I think you made a comment about how much wine I drink. Like, you're like, ah, oh, drinking too much wine? It's like, no, definitely wasn't wine. It was gin. And then we started getting into types of gin that I drink. I was like, well, my everyday gin. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I sound like an alcoholic. But later, I get a picture, or I think I sent a picture you to you. You sent a picture of me first. Of the New Amsterdam gin. Good gin, by the way. And then all of a sudden I get one back of the same gin and I'm like, oh, so you're not one of those chiropractors that's like all hippity-dippity, has to live by the book. My body is a temple. Thank God because that wouldn't work very well, actually.
1: Yeah. It's about balance.
0: I love that word. Yeah. Alignment.
1: Anything in moderation.
0: So tell us the chiropractic story. How did you get involved in this witch doctory, this um, pseudoscience and what what else is it? Witchery and all the people don't believe in it. I swear by it. Got adjusted this morning and I'll tell you how I got involved in chiropractic after you tell us your story.
1: Honestly, I was headed to become an orthopedic surgeon. I'm like a 4.0 student. So like med school was never a it was n- never gonna be a problem for me. Pre med, biology. Flex.
2: Yeah, low key flex, seriously. <laughs> but a Probably lot of people think you'd go bag. to
1: become a chiropractor because you couldn't make it to med school. The reason I say that, that like med school wasn't gonna be a problem. I got great score, like test scores. I was, so that wasn't why. But I was doing my medical rotations in orthopedics, and part of my class was to observe the ER and pediatrician. Yeah. So I was doing my rounds. I was doing my eight hours in all these different fields in Loma Linda, which is, like, one of the best hospitals you can come by and because I went to school in Southern California. And I wasn't super – I loved everything, but I wasn't like, I really want to do that. I, there was something missing in the passion of maybe I – like. Even when I was observing orthopedics and the surgery, I was like, well, what ha-? Like, I kept asking what happens to that patient because they see him for such a short moment. And I wanted to know, did they end up getting back to their sports? Did they end up being able to have a family? Did they end up not having brain damage? Like, I wanted to know the follow up. And in that field, I felt like I could never find the answer to that. Mm-hmm. So it was very like, yes, you saved their life, but then what? <laughs> and so I was excited about it, but it was like there was something missing. And I came home, and I was a senior in college and headed to med school, like I said. And I was telling my, my roommate at the time, and she's like, well, I don't know why you want to go to med school anyways. Like, when's the last time you went to the doctor? Like, don't you avoid those places like the plague? Like," And I was like, hmm yeah, I actually don't ever want to end up in the hospital because, I mean, something's not going right, you know? Like, I try to do everything possible in my lifestyle and my nutrition and my exercise to, like, avoid having to go to the hospital. And she goes, like, looked at me literally like, I don't know. She, she for her, it was, like, the clearest answer ever.
2: Yeah. You're like, just figuring this out? Yeah. She's yeah. like,
1: right. Yeah. And... She's like, you know you'd be a good chiropractor, and I literally looked at her, and two hands in the air, and shook them back and forth, and was like, woo, chiropractic, because here I am in med school, double blind studies, scientific method, everything had to be studied and researched, and chiropractic was woo-woo, just like you said, it was quackery to me. Even though, like, I had been as a kid with my friend's mom to the chiropractor, and I didn't think it was weird, and, like, there had been little touches in my life of chiropractic and holistic health, and... My family was very much health oriented as far as like, you know, we weren't quick to take medicine if we got sick and things like that. And so it was always in the background, a healthy lifestyle, but she looked at me and literally was like, you would be a good chiropractor and here I am. I mean, that literally was the pivoting moment and it took a little bit. She begged me to go to the chiropractic office she worked at. I resisted and resisted and resisted and finally she took me there and it was two young guys. They had just started a practice Everybody was like healthy and well and vibrant patients were happy to be there, which was very different than the culture I experienced in a hospital setting. Mm -hmm. And all of the people in that setting were they felt like their relationships were failing, their health was failing. It just didn't fit me. And so she was absolutely right. The chiropractic lifestyle and the chiropractic profession fit more of my my heart and my understanding of the human's a body to body to heal itself and thrive with the right opportunities, and without as much as possible without the use of drugs and surgery. And and do I would I want to live anywhere else? in our current modern medical science in the US, no, we have the best medical care, the best acute care. If I was gonna get in an accident or have something bad, I'd wanna be here, versus anywhere else in the world. Absolutely, hand down, we have the best medical doctors. but. But for overall wellness and health and understanding of human anatomy and physiology and how the body's systems work together and how each component is affected with a medication or a lack of medication or too much sugar or lack of sugar or too much water, lack of, like, just that is chiropractic to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's important.
0: I think the beautiful thing about chiropractic is it's, it's not reactionary, it's proactive. And you know, we we talk about health with our diet. We talk about health with, in so many different places. But chiropractic, regular adjustments keeps you aligned, keeps everything where it's supposed to be. And it's much less the the culture we've become used to in the states, and even in developed countries elsewhere in the world, where oh, you've got something wrong. Here's a pill. Eat this Mm -hmm. three times a day. That will fix you. And it's like, yeah, but what? How do I get it to the point that I don't need fixed? I don't want to take a pill for the rest of my life. I don't mm-hmm. want to limp for the rest of my life. And that's how I found chiropractic. I, uh, I had ruined my left ankle right before I came over here for an assignment, just when I moved to the States. And Mark Smith, who's a former guest on our podcast, absolute kick in the pants. And he, uh, he goes, are you limping? And I was like, every bloody day. It just wasn't getting better i had torn ligaments, and I mean it was a terrible. It, I should have broke my ankle, and it would have done less damage. One of those. And he goes, "I'm going to take you to see a guy," and I think I'm going to a doctor, or a PT or something, and chiropractic. And we pull up, and I was like, we're going in there. And he says, "Yeah," and I was like, "My back's fine," and he's like, "Trust <laughs> my me." My back's fine. Trust me. So we go in, and this guy was at this point, I believe, he was the president of the American Chiropractic Association. So it's Allied Health. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's out at the Midwest. So what he does is he gets people out of college. I know you want to talk about mentorship. Um, He gets people out of college, out of chiropractic school, brings them into his practice for a year, and then sends them somewhere else in the Midwest to start an allied, and they do their thing. He was working with Packers players. He was working with really elite athletes from Wisconsin, which I know is kind of an oxymoron to some people. And he started working on the alignment of my ankle. and just by him working, and he still cracked my back and did all that stuff, but he really focused on my ankle. And something that had bugged me for six months to a year, in three months, he had me aligned and moving. And since then I've been a, an advocate both for chiropractic and bi-weekly. I'm there getting adjusted, even if I'm not sore. And that's the part that is like, don't go see a chiropractor when you're sore, go see them when you're not sore, it's gonna help. So that's how I found chiropractic.
1: Which is amazing. And that's the beauty of, of trying to figure out the root cause of the issue rather than sh- just covering up the symptoms. Because you easily could have taken ibuprofen every day. You easily could have tried to get injections. You easily could have tried to have surgery, or mm-hmm. you did, or right? And and a lot of times those are last case scenarios. But there's so many different other avenues that you can explore. And even within chiropractic, I mean, there are. I wouldn't do what that guy did. I was gonna That's say let's not talk not about my, the styles. Right? You have like, a
0: style too. There's
1: specialists within chiropractic, there's specialists within physical therapy, there's specialists within medical doctors. Like if you have a heart issue, you don't you don't go you don't go to your primary doc. You go to the primary doc and then they send you to a specialist within oh. that, mm-hmm. right? And so there's value in, in all of those different specialties mm-hmm. within all of our different fields. And so um, one of the aspects is is yes, you found somebody who knew what was going to be right for you in that moment, and then <clears throat> two, knowing knowing that there is potentially somebody different in that particular for that particular injury, um, and then like for me, sometimes I'll I'll come across somebody case wise, and it's like we've done as much as we can do here. What's the next step? And I have no problems referring to a neurosurgeon or an orthopedic surgeon for for surgery when that's that's a case. And a, and a lot of people kind of, I feel like in our profession, think that, that we're like anti Anything of that sort, you know, <laughs> and and for me, there's limitations of matter. There's a time and a place for anything, and and the and the the value in care and providers and healthcare and seeking help is that knowing when you can help and when you can't, yeah. And then also who to refer to, who's the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm not gonna refer you to an orthopedic surgeon who's done no orthopedic surgery or who I don't trust or who's doing botched surgeries. Like I'm gonna find the best person for you who i would go under surgery with that Mm -hmm. i know that i would trust with my own spine or nervous system so
2: so let's talk about about your style of chiropractic because it's not cracking yeah your specialty what is it yours is not cracking yours is a lot more focused actually and i will say this so i've gone to three chiropractors you being one of them and rache's is definitely the most professional office Mm -hmm. i have ever been into for a chiropractor and, I mean, I and the, the presumptive close, by the way. We, you're good with the presumptive close. We'll talk about that later. I
0: don't even know what that means, but it sounds like You don't? Good. It's sales terminology. It's, yeah, presumptive <laughs> close. You don't even know you're doing it, but you're doing
2: it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I don't even know what that means. Here's your plan, so how would you like to pay for it? Presumptive close. <laughs> okay. Here's your here's your health plan. How would you like all to pay right, for it? Right. Presumptive close. They're, they're going to go with it, right? They're, okay. gonna, they're, you're, you, they're, they're going it with it. Um, your style of chiropractic very focused not cracking people necessarily i mean unless you really need to i know yeah but so talk about what's different and then i want to i do want to get into like you were saying because you're i think your structure is similar to what he was talking about with allied health in terms of train and go like you know
1: right they're clearly on a different scale than we are but yes for now that's the for goal. now for now we'll get yeah. there but the reason so I specialize in the craniocervical junction. This craniocervical junction is the base of the head or the occiput, the atlas which is the top neck bone, very very first bone that's under your skull and then the second cervical bone. So um, occiput, atlas and axis, which is C0, occiput C1, which is cervical bone one atlas and cervical bone two, which is axis. They have special names. No other vertebrae in the spine have special names. And the reason they have special names is because they're so complex. Biomechanically, neurologically, they're closest to the brain and the brain stem. And when I went to chiropractic school, I, I honestly had n- never been adjusted hmm. until two months before I started going to school. And I literally went on the idea of the philosophy of the body's ability to heal itself and a friend telling me that I'd be a good chiropractor. And I got my teaching credential as a backup before I went because it was an easy 10, 10 month course to get my credential. So I didn't think I'd like chiropractic school, but the wind was taking me in that direction and I was just going with it. And so I thought I was going to show up square one and be like, this is ridiculous. Gotcha. Goofy. I'm, this is goofy. This is quackery. This is crazy. What am I doing here? And the opposite was true. And all of my initial courses talked about the importance of atlas. Even when we were learning pediatrics, even when we were learning the fundamentals of chiropractic, it it they all, all go back yeah. in chiropractic. Okay, okay. They all went back to the top neck bone. And the reason most of that happened, the reason most of that, why that was being taught is because from in utero and during labor and delivery, when you're being born, there's so much strain on the head and the neck coming out of the canal to be born. I mean, I've only been in practice 10 years and I've caught two collarbone breaks that pediatricians were like, nope, they're fine. And in And the infant, their collarbone is broken. They come in and the mom's like, something's wrong. And the pediatrician's telling me, I'm fine. What?
0: From birth?
1: From birth. They broke their collarbone at birth. birth. Wow. While being delivered. So you know that 60 to 90 pounds of pressure are being placed on the neck of an infant during labor and delivery, whether it's C-section or vaginal. Either way, they have to pull and they grab their head and neck and pull. So the first injury can be from birth. Hmm. And this was being taught in pediatrics. I mean, we're watching videos like forceps, vacuums, yeah. bruises. I mean, it's like, it's like mind-boggling when you actually see what happens in the OR or in the labor and delivery room. It's like it's actually really It's really probably where
0: all my issues come from. <laughs> You're reminding me and of my buddy Matt Rogers has a podcast and his first guest – Um, was a chiropractor and he speaks about this specifically that he adjusts babies Mm -hmm. and it terrifies people that he adjusts babies. Um, I'm going to get his name for you because he's doing exactly what you're doing. Um, Matt Hubbard, Dr. Matt Hubbard, is he a hero of yours? Is that somebody you know I know Dr. Hubbard, yeah. Yeah, so he was on my buddy's podcast. That's um, awesome. And Matt was on our podcast a while ago. But he talked about exactly that, adjusting babies and things going wrong with them at birth that you know, it's like, well, this baby's colicky because right? he's in pain. He's, is, is he a he famous
2: chiropractor or something?
0: Uh, or just well-known? Did he do something he's, d- naughty?
2: in the He's community in the SoCal. Community? No, no, no,
1: he's a he's awesome. I mean, he's oh, okay. on fire. He's I, doing I like, really I couldn't tell work. if Rochelle likes his. No, guy no, or no. He's he's doing amazing work. Yeah, he's 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 a yeah. He's a go-getter. No, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm well aware of Dr. Hubbard, and I mean. Yeah, I'm not surprised that he was somebody because he's a mover and a shaker for sure mm-hmm. and helps helps a lot of people. So yeah. everything that I learned in school kept pointing back to from birth, people are most likely to have misalignments of the upper cervical spine. Hmm. So for me, I kept thinking, well, if that's happening from birth and there's, a, there's something wrong there from birth, why does that change? Why would we not focus there? Because if it's at birth, it's gonna be with them for the rest of their life. It doesn't just like magically pop back into place usually. I mean, every once in a while you can fall off a horse and your migraines go away. Cause you may have just jarred yourself back into alignment. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while you fall off a horse and you start having migraines, you know? So mm-hmm. it can go either way, but really if you have a misalignment from birth, the, the chances are you're keeping that. So here we are 30 years later, and you'd have a misalignment from birth that now your body has adapted to. And now you're wondering why you have knee pain and why you have hip pain and why it's only on one side versus the other. It's like, well, you've probably stepped just as many steps with your right leg as your left. Why do you have right hip pain and not left hip pain? And people can make all the stories up of... Mm But there's an imbalance, and it's probably happened from very early on. And it could have been from birth, but as a kid, you take a header off a top bunk, you tumble down the steps, you fall off your bike, out of a, you know, hayloft, yeah. backyard tree, teenage sports yeah. injuries, car accidents. I've
0: done all of these things.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> well, I know. So, I
0: pick your child event. Yeah.
1: That is why I Pick think it's one. so important that everybody have a chiropractor as part of a healthcare team because the whole point is making sure that your balance and your in alignment and your spine houses your nervous system and your nervous system controls every function in your body.
0: Yeah.
1: Every function. You just like Christopher Reeves, <laughs> a lot of people are too young to remember him.
0: But Superman he fell original. off a of
1: Superman, the original. He fell off a horse. Oh, he broke Atlas. He broke his top neck bone. That's a cranio-cervical junction. And guess what? He lost function all the way down to his big toe. Every organ, tissue, and cell in his body shut down.
2: Can they and not 3 print the that thing now system. and put a new one in? Right?
1: Like. If we could, we would, but we can't. There is no such thing as a spine transplant. You can get new teeth. You can get new shoulders. You can get new hips. Right now, <laughs> at Hearts this point, you cannot get a new spine. We spend more money and more effort on our teeth than we do our spine. More people brush their teeth every day than think about their spine health every day. Wow. That's not a problem with our population. That's a problem with the pr- chiropractic profession. We have not done a good job or as good of a job as a dentist of helping people understand the health of their spine.
0: Mm-hmm. So on that. Get I'll it. wear it. I'll you. wear yeah, it. Yeah, get it, Rochelle. She's <laughs> so getting after it. I, I, was, and I don't know if it was how I was raised per se. I'd just never been to a chiropractor until that time that I mentioned. It was quackery. It was this is how it was viewed, right? A chiropractor? What? No, that's not going to help. So let me ask you this. In the last fifteen years, I've seen a huge adoption from um, insurance companies to where fifteen years ago nothing was covered. You go to a chiropractor, you're out of pocket the whole the whole whack. Now I can get as my insurance covers, and I don't know if I just have a great policy or what. I can get an hour-long massage, 30 of them a year, and as many adjustments as I need. And they look at it as preventative with a $35 copay. I mean, that's...
1: How long have you lived in Washington State?
0: I've been in Washington State for 11 years.
1: And you've seen this transition within Washington State or within just...
0: Within the whole country, but yeah, in Washington State as well, that the, the first insurance policies I had when I moved here, if I mentioned chiropractic to them, they laughed at me. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> So Washington State is in the top three states for insurance chiropractic coverage. Hmm. That's why there's so many chiropractors here Ah. because insurance actually covers chiropractic. And there is a law. There is a law. This is one of three states in the entire country in the state of Washington. And, And shout out to our lobbyists and shout out to our members who are dues paying members to the Washington State Chiropractic Association because it funds our ability to fight for our rights of insurance coverage. Scope of practice and we have within our law that every if you are an insurance company and your insurance and you're offering health insurance you have to include at least one plan one track that includes chiropractic coverage for you so that is why Hmm, in the state of washington insurance is so great for chiropractic coverage and that goes back to our state association and our lobbyists who fight our insurance companies tooth and nail to help you guys have insurance benefits for chiropractic (laughs) care any other state
0: not not going to do it
1: california nothing really yep it's all cash no insurance benefits for chiropractic coverage so
0: basically if you're a chiropractor you need to move to washington Except the business yes state no. in Washington. Scripture. I was going to say, not all doctors <laughs> like insurance.
1: Yeah. yeah. Insurance is a whole, I mean, we could have a whole yeah. other podcast on yeah. the corruption behind insurance and how people's, like, you just gave a very great uh, mm-hmm. testimonial to your insurance coverage. But most, <laughs> I would say you're yeah. 5%, because most people are frustrated with their high deductibles, their high premiums, and the, and the, ability for them to see any provider and get the care that they need, because their deductibles are so high. So they're paying premiums monthly, and they're still paying out of pocket for care. So
0: So I also looked at it when I was choosing it. So we just changed providers as well. So November was like new provider, different plans. So I looked through it. And I went, what do I use? So I do my annual physical, right? I do blood work, tests, all that stuff and that's viewed as preventative. So I do that once a year, usually in January, but getting into a doctor's office just now is freaking impossible unless you're coughing and claiming you've got COVID. Um, So that will happen here in the next few months. So I do that, I do chiropractic, Um, I do a lot of sports and gym stuff. So I'm like, make sure the PT and all that stuff is, so I pay a little bit more each month out of pocket for the premium knowing that the things I use are covered. And I don't think everybody does that. I think people just go through their plans and it's like six plans. What's the cheapest? What's getting getting HSA? Let's do that one. And then when they need to use it, they're like, oh, I can use it for this. So
1: on the finance side, what I recommend is a higher deductible, lower premium for something like somebody like you who's not using your, it's not like you have to have monthly benefits for diabetes. You're not like going in for cardiovascular disease. There are things you don't have autoimmune. So you actually want to have a lower premium because the lower the pre, you have a higher deductible that way, but you're not using, and then you use a health savings account so that it, it's tax deductible, but you're actually putting into to a savings that when you do go to a chiropractor or a massage, then you can use that health savings account, but it's tax there's tax benefits to that.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think that's good for most people. I just don't want the HSA. I know it's tax deductible, but I can make more money with that money. Well, you invest. can get it invested right. in the market. Yeah, totally. So.
2: I just did a talk on this with our advisors today, actually. With HSAs. with HSAs, yeah, that's yeah. cool. They're, they're,
0: they're a great options, especially for mm-hmm. high-income earners. Yeah. Um, so you you're obviously all in on chiroprate. By the way, can I just comment when you brought uh, Rebecca Ellis, Doctor Ellis, mm-hmm. to town? I, I think you were still president of SYP, SYP at that point because I took over after you and Abby. Mm-hmm. But she came to town and started coming to our events, and she was an absolute delight and you brought a good one to spokane so thanks for that yeah she's amazing
2: that's a great segue though actually into Mm -hmm. the mentorship side of it because she joined your existing practice right and she was one of those individuals that comes on to be mentored but now is growing within clear chiropractic you guys Mm -hmm. have two locations Mm -hmm. now and i know that your first location you had a mentor outside of spokane that actually helped you plant this location i mean you guys in a way remind me of churches right it's like grow and plant and grow and plant type thing right but so talk a little bit about your mentor the uh, gentleman on the west side, west side right okay. yeah that helped you kind of yeah. found it here
1: so no fault to chiropractors but i think the mindset is graduate do your own thing start with Minimal space, minimal, like used equipment, where can you cut costs, low overhead, and then grow into like move into a little bigger space and then move into a little bigger space. And so uh, that is kind of the standard chiropractic model. And I think that's true for like naturopath, massage, Mm -hmm. any kind Mm -hmm. of like alternative health, even dentistry is a little bit the same. But I had a bigger vision, and my thought was, you're only as big as your fish tank. And a goldfish will only grow as big as its fish tank will allow.
2: Have you been listening to our weekly commentaries? We use that same analogy, but with regard to finance, how your budget keeps growing to the size of your fish tank. <laughs> I like it, Rache. I like it. <laughs> so did you steal it from us? Did you take that no, from us? No, I've been using okay. this for 10 years. This
1: is why I, why I decided to become an associate and why I decided to have somebody help me open a practice. Because I, like. I didn't want to open a practice with... Used old x-ray equipment yeah. or no equipment um, like i i knew that if i was going to help a patient i would want the best diagnostics the best technology the best equipment because that's what i felt was going to get the patient better faster get i always tell patient we want you to help you get better faster and stay better longer and so I think all of those pieces of the puzzle play an important part of that. You know, our two hands, but that's the most important part, and the patient care, but there's also so many other different variables. So I wanted to start with a big fishbowl so that I could grow into that fishbowl rather than start with a small fishbowl and then Mm -hmm. have to switch fishbowls and then switch fishbowls again, and then that didn't make sense to me. So I was... Um, I'm from here and I wanted to open a practice here and the thought of starting a practice, I actually, my first base was going to be, I didn't um, pull the trigger because I decided to do an associateship, but Casper Fry building In Title Nine, I was this close to signing a lease in Perry District.
2: Oh wow! This
1: close, if you can't, since you can't see my fingers, it's like my fingers are super close to touching each other. (laughs)
0: Like reviewing the (laughs) contract.
1: Was that a blessing
0: that you didn't, or did you? I think it was
1: such a blessing because what happens is, I think I think that's can be an okay model, but I learned so fast when you graduate from school and you're not taught any business, and you're not taught any finance, That's you're not taught payroll, and you're taught, taught taxes, yeah. you're not taught any of those Now go things, run a business. Nor should you be. <laughs> yeah. But then you decide you want to open your own business, and you're you're – All these things are thrown at you and you're trying to, so all these people are making the same mistakes over and over. And, and that's why 85% of businesses fail. I mean, chiropractic doesn't fall short of that statistic. Hmm. And I didn't want to be that statistic. And so I knew Dr. White had opened multiple practices. I knew he ran successful practices. And so I wanted to learn from him, but I also graduated with the, like, I wanted to help people with my hands. I didn't want to have to stress about paying overhead and paying my team and, like, taxes. So when I graduated, I could actually focus on getting new patients and helping them get well. I could actually just focus on adjusting. I literally didn't think about hiring, firing, taxes, payroll, overhead. Like, I could focus did on chiropractic. Did you start on the
2: west side? hmm You did? Okay. I did my
1: whole first year. Whole first year, Mm-hmm. And it was a two-year, I signed a two-year contract, but I was like, I do not want to, I wanted to be home. I wanted to be in my, I grew up in Davenport, small town. Like, I did not, I didn't anticipate being, I wanted to come back to med school at, like, in Washington State. I didn't think I'd be in California for 10 years. Like, I mean, I was gone from home for longer because I chose chiropractic. So I was, like, hell-bent on getting back home. And I missed the four seasons. I mean, there was, yeah. So I um, completed, I hit my numbers in half the time that typically, like, because when I started the associate, it was, you know, you have to reach this amount of patients, this goals, amount of production, mean, yeah. in order for me to be confident that you can actually run a practice and get new patients and provide an income. And so I, I hit those numbers in nine months. And then was like, "Okay, I'm ready to go, Spokane. All right, let's go." Going yeah.
0: <laughs> Another low key flex. Yeah. yeah. I like. <laughs> yeah, you know. the machine's full of those. Yeah. <laughs> Just a third of the time. So then we
1: started looking at spaces, and luckily, Physical Therapy Associates is amazing. They were opening a brand-new space. I signed the lease, and it hadn't even started construction. It was a dirt parking lot. But Ooh, I loved wow. their vision. I loved yeah. their location. I loved everything about it. And everybody's like, oh, you're going to be by a PT? Like, don't PTs and chiropractors hate each other? And for me, like, the, the more collaboration we can have yeah. – the better it's not about ego it's about helping the patient and well. so i know what i do and my specialty you mm-hmm. add, like with the cranial cervical junction and i am not afraid to say you should also try this and you can do this and because that's what i would do for myself yeah you know
0: yeah you, like men- you mentioned orthopedics um earlier and i think that's important because a lot of if a chiropractor tells you, you never get surgery run away right and my chiropractor He's the same as you. It's like, look, I'll refer you to surgery if you need it, but we're going to see if we can avoid it first. And his wife yeah. has a torn ACL and plays tennis on it. Really? And, yeah. Didn't need to get surgery mm. to replace it. So there's certain activities that she could do that might screw it up more and cause pain, but playing tennis isn't one of them. And she plays tennis weekly on a, with a torn ACL. It's been five years or more. And so I think... Like I said, the the default in our medi- medical system is surgery, pills, medicine. Yeah. And it's like, nah, there's other ways, mm-hmm. and you got to embrace it. If you can, av- I'll avoid surgery at all costs. So. I just oh, read I get- an
1: article about the effects of anesthesia on the health of our brain. Oh, interesting. And that would be And the creepy. more surgeries you go under, it increases your rates for neurodegenerative, neurodegenerative like diseases, like dementia aye Alzheimer's aye and aye all aye. those things. Like, no! So we think like now surgery has become so just like Ugh. what you do, oh, I'm going to, but there are, there, aside from the surgery itself, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the tissues and the scar tissue, yeah. and there are other very, very significant long-term detrimental effects that are happening on the global health of your well-being, including your brain, and it's the same thing goes with medications. Like they don't, t- they don't test. They say, "Oh, this is for pain," and since you have hip pain, you think that you're taking a medication for your hip pain, but you realize that's affecting you systemically. It's affecting every single mm-hmm. cell in your body, and so yeah. I we need to, tend I need to kind of. Think a little
2: more about next time I pop some Tylenol. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, it, it I haven't
1: it. taken Tylenol in over 15 years. It ruins your liver.
2: Yep. It literally destroys your liver. So does gin.
1: Tylenol, yeah. ibuprofen. I mean, I've taken a one, never a leave. I, um, what, do you just not take
2: pain? Just like bite on a chunk of leather? Or what? I
1: never took a single pain medication for that my entire that thing on your keys pregnancy, like delivery, post-delivery. I flex. never took anything. Flex. I took yeah. Arnica, little tablets. What is that? Arnica is for pain. It's natural.
0: I don't take like medicinal pain meds if I can have No,
1: that. it's like uh, like you can buy it at Rosars. Oops, sorry. Did I just She'd be mm, Mike? Mike hit
0: Bang!
2: Broke she broke a gold mic. Bang! I'm
1: getting wild in here, you guys. She's
2: just throwing her hands around.
1: Inanimated. animated. <laughs>
2: so go back because I want. I do want to talk more about the mentorship side of things, and oh, I that's want to right. talk about the actual structure of it. And Stephen goes to talk about it all. Freaking his health care. Um, mentorship side of it. How does it work? Like, So mm-hmm. he sent you off. Are you doing the same thing with folks now? they got to do a yep. revenue production? So how do people model that? What are you doing?
1: So when I started my associate with Darren, the reason that I went to work for Dr. White is because he had a system in place. You can either learn and leave. It's learn, stay for two years, and go wherever you want in the world. You learn and stay, and then 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 you're just working in our office, which is what Dr. Ellis is doing. She de- she, she decided she loved it here. She loves our, our environment, our culture, our systems. She loves upper cervical, working with the craniocervical junction. She's all in. Um, so she's a learn and stay, or you can learn and buy out. That's what I did. I knew that I did not want to learn and leave. I didn't want to learn and stay. I wanted to be a big. I wanted to have the biggest fishbowl I could to grow into without the risk of all the money it takes to open a big fishbowl. Yeah. So it was like a win-win for me. And so he, I learned and demonstrated that I could be proficient. And then he put all the liability and risk and money to build it out. And then I purchased it from him two years later. We've recently just started because Dr. Ellis and I work so well together and we have the same vision. Um, this was never an option for me when I was with Dr. White, but we are doing a learn and buy-in now. So that's our fourth track. So you can learn and leave, learn and stay, learn and buy out, or learn and buy in. Hmm. And so Dr. Ellis and I are working on a learn and buy in partnership. I like so it. we're on, we're, we will be a partnership soon.
2: So you've had a few practice. folks flow through the, the learn and leave then. Yep. So I think and I've that'll a be the most common I yeah. mean that's
1: just people when you graduate you know you want like for me I knew I wanted to be in Spokane and I think that's a lot of a lot of people so part of my passion is to help teach students coming out of school because again you don't learn all yeah. of those systems and so then you know when you when you can't focus on being a chiropractor and being the doctor and treatment and adjusting skills and x-rays and analyzing then your energy gets torn. So you're 50% chiropractor and 50% business owner. And really when you're a new grad, I don't think that's very valuable. Like you you have to be 100% chiropractor. And so the value of having a mentorship program, like I was able to do, and like I think we're we're developing or we have, is that you can come in and focus on being a chiropractor. You get to adjust right away. You don't have to worry about hiring and firing and mm-hmm. paying. You know your software system. I mean, we pay hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on software and phones and credit card processing and all of the internet. Like all the things you don't think about on the backside, and and so. When you don't have to think about those things, you can really hone in on your adjustments Just and your do a skills good job, yeah. and do a good job with the care you're providing. And so your your energy is not pulled in all these different different ways.
2: So from a business standpoint, though, how does that make sense for someone like yourself? Because usually it's like uh, you'd want to get them trained up, have them stay and work as an associate underneath you to be a, product, a producer, right? But I mean, so you've got to be getting compensated. Or from a revenue standpoint, it has to affect your bottom line positively yep. somehow. Because it would suck. I mean, in our world, it would be like, oh, great. I just taught you everything, and now you're gone. That, oh, That's really cool. I'm so happy that you left. Like, it happens. But it's like, so how, how, how does chiropractic make that work? Where, Or you, how in your business model does that work?
1: So a part of me is just has a really big heart and just wants to make sure chiropractic and people, students, students are thriving. For me, within the first two years, it's really not... It's not a good business model to do that over and over and over again with other people uh, you're because because of them the as an time you're just right? paying them as an associate. So yeah. unless it's like they're producing, yeah, right. So the cool part is that I I have an invested interest because the better they do, the better the whole group does, the better mm-hmm. the business does, and the more people we can help. They're failing and they're not seeing people. We're not helping, because the statistic right now is chiropractic sees 8% of the population.
0: Hmm. In my
1: opinion, it should it should be at least 30, if not 50% of the population that we're seeing, just, as, just like the dentist. Dentist yeah. percentages are much higher than chiropractic, but you can get new teeth. You cannot get a new spine. <laughs>
0: so just to piggyback Ben's question there, someone comes and signs a two-year um, associate agreement with you. Is there then a catchment area like a non compete they can't open a competing place yes. within that? Yes. Yeah, so you protect yourself like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they couldn't learn sense.
1: everything and then open next door. I mean technically they could, but I could go to I could go legally and yeah, say, here's your this is, Yeah, this, there, is yeah. Your, yeah mm-hmm. this is your yeah, this is your
0: what is your catchment area? How many so, miles? Uh
1: fifteen miles okay. radius. Yeah.
0: And to your point, I mean if eight percent is coming to see chiropractors. It's already spread pretty thin with the amount of chiropractors we have here. And all they need to do is find 1% or half a 1% that isn't seen chiropractors and get them bought into it. It just seems like... Yeah, there's a big market to pull from. It's not like you're all pulling from the same same group of people that go to chiropractors. You're looking to grow it, right? So it makes sense. And I love that approach. It's kind Mm -hmm. of a... You know, you get back what you put out, right? Absolutely. You're putting good juju out there. But you also
2: have the ability to do the what is it, learning buyout option, right, later on with them. If you if they wanted your assistance with setting up a chiropractic in Court d'Alene or Hayden or Sandpoint or somewhere yep. around here, you know, if you want, like, same situation that you just did with Dr. White from the west side.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So our goal is to have five practicing clear chiropractics. So we're at so – we just a opened financial our planning second. planning session right now or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And – so we are, we're growing. I mean, yeah. I need another associate in my north office right now. Sweet. Like, so my limiting factor is finding doctors who want to practice the way we practice. Because there's only 16 chiropractic schools. Yeah. There's only, Jeez. you know so many chiropractors and then to specialize in the cranio junction like we do and have a passion for that and have somebody who wants to live in the pacific northwest say, and beautiful can. <laughs> but it's four seasons and if you grew up in california you're probably not going to survive four seasons in the pacific northwest and love it and be happy and want to stay here yeah so that that is our i mean doctors is our limiting factor and and so that's fine We're not going to force it and we're going to help as many people as we can. But, but I know I can only help so many people with my own two hands and be able to do that for the next 50 years and have a family and travel and and, mentor other people. So my bandwidth, my bandwidth really is to help as many people as I can, but I really, really have a passion for developing other chiropractors, especially women in chiropractic because I did not have a. I love my mentor, and he's amazing. Um, but my, my, I always came up against this. But what do you do when you have to take maternity leave? What do you do when yeah. you have a sick kid mm-hmm. that can't go to school? Like you don't have that experience. You can't navigate that for me. I can help navigate that. We've just done that, and so I, I have a huge passion for helping women in chiropractic become entrepreneurs and chiropractors and mothers and wives and develop because for me what I've found is that and this is like why I hesitated to have kids for a long time is because anytime somebody pushed the chiropractic business building a practice building anything like they pushed that business and they let off of their family pedal. Yeah. And so I always thought you could only have one or the other. Mm-hmm. And none of my mentors. I mean, I would search and search for a female chiropractor who still continued to practice and have a family. And they all decided to scale way back, only work part-time. Yeah. not like And that's not a problem. There, there's no problem with that. Whatever they feel comfortable. There's, there's no right and wrong or that. But it didn't set well with me. I wanted to have... Essentially, my cake and eat it too. I wanted to drive this business. I wanted to be a female entrepreneur. I wanted to continue to be able to work and have an amazing family. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I didn't see that anywhere. I couldn't find it anywhere.
2: Yeah.
1: As a female, so, so I have a passion for helping women do that.
2: Do which we need
0: more of that? Do you hold your question? I know you've got one. I know do you know. You know th- I know. Do you find that um, there's a more of an interest in upper cervical? chiropractic being an upper cervical chiropractor focus from females than males and if so why
1: nope right now it's 50 50. okay pretty standard across upper cervical and across all chiropractic schools our profession regardless of technique is 50 50.
0: yeah okay
2: okay my question and this is one i've asked to a lot of people especially those with kids it's like so i have kids I think you and I both have pretty high-stress jobs. Like it can be very demanding at times. Balancing that, it, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not hard. <laughs> and, and like you're, you're saying, you want your cake and eat it too. And I just had this discussion this morning with a guy who came in when we were chatting about Ten Capital and how we've grown as much as we have and what it took and some of the stuff. And and I was telling him, like, you get to a point where it's like you you, you kind of figure out. Talk about Simon Sinek, actually, the infinite game and and why. You know, it's like, what's your why behind it all? Because at some point, like, the balance is important. And you have to figure out how to be happily discontent, is what I told him. It's like, you have to always be happy, but you have to be always striving to be better and grow while still balancing (laughs) family and friends and sanity, your own freaking sanity, right? So how do you go about... Doing that. Because I, I do think you do a good job. I mean, I, I know you go out and you guys have fun. You go to the mountains. You go snowmobiling. You guys have fun. Uh, just in general. like Talk about balance.
1: My philosophy has always been work hard, play hard. I grew up with that. My family has always done that. I mean, like.
2: And what's it look like practically?
1: Like, so. Things
2: you do on a week, like, like Thursday night, 5 o'clock is date night. What is it? Right.
1: So. With kids, it I mean, that definitely is tough. But, um, gosh, to break it down, I don't have – my husband works for the railroad. Yeah. He has zero schedule. He's on call 24-7, so he could work Oof. weekends, nights. I mean, he's, he's probably just getting called to go to work, right? Like, I have no idea where he is. So when I'm trying to juggle a kid and daycare drop-off and pick-up, it's just me. So I'm essentially a single mom trying to navigate because I can't count on him to be home at any given day or time. If he's home, he helps a lot, yeah. and he'll drop off and pick up when he's home. But I don't, I can't plan my week around that. So you ask about date nights. That's probably, I would say, one of my biggest – um, Sorry,
2: she got a little twitch when I said date night. I don't know. Well, know. It's, it's probably
1: like I would lo- if because I'm a planner. Yeah, I would do a date night. I would do two two date nights, a, you know, a month, and I would schedule yeah. them. But the fact of the matter is, we can't do that.
2: You can't schedule. You can't
1: schedule it because I don't know if he's gonna be home. Is he gonna be home for Valentine's Day? I don't know. So there's an element of. Making hay while the sun shines. And yeah. I grew up farming, so I get that, being flexible. And if it's raining, you can Take can't your winds
2: where you can get them. Yeah. Right?
1: And if it's sunshiny and warm, you better have an 18-hour day. <laughs> you know? And you are working sun up to sundown, And so that, I think, that work ethic of growing up farming and driving combine and tractor and playing sports even, I mean, has helped me be adaptable and helped me see the see the opportunity and go with the flow and maximize the time that I have in any given moment, even if it's not planned. And I think that's really like this morning we had our team meeting. It's supposed to be from nine thirty to ten thirty and and we we hit all of our points, we went through our agenda, we followed, but there were certain things that it was like, These are really key moments that I'm not going to cut off and say, oh, well, we're done. Yeah, It's like this is actually really valuable in this moment. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to – I have so many other things that I have planned, <laughs> but I'm going to sit here for an extra 30 minutes because we are actually peeling layers that yeah, are really we're important. Done, yeah, yeah. We're making hay while the sun shines right now. These are breakthroughs that the team is mm-hmm. having. That's, And so following your gut and following your instinct and like making hay while the sun shines, working hard and playing hard, there's an element of this orchestration that... You kind of have to tune into and not force it, um, and also be in tune with it, um, and recognizing when to push and when to slow down. And, mm-hmm. and and I don't know everything about how I learned that or how it came. Um, but I think it comes natural for me, and my parents always said, like, follow your instinct, follow. And so I, I think there's an element of parental mm-hmm. and sports kind of influence and in there. skiing. I mean, following the mountain and the fall line, and there's just so many things that I think play a part in that. So to answer your question specifically, if you're going to ask me, like, what does your day look like, in my family, that day, day, week, doesn't work. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people can resonate with that.
0: Yeah, and well, I especially think, with kids. I mean, kids screw it up pretty quick. All the time. Yeah. Are and your kids in the practice a lot? Is that a solid assumption so to make?
1: So I, um, uh, I was able to bring Abby with me for eight months. She came with me to, practice, to the practice. And I wore her. The front desk wore her. We let her sleep. I had Love a it. little pack and play. It was amazing. And then she got a little mobile and so then I put her in a child care center a couple days a week that was close to my office so I could go nurse at lunch and then come back. Um, and so I just tried to find that balance yeah. of
2: you just do your best.
1: Doing, doing the best I could. and there were certain things that were non-negotiables for me and nursing was one of them. And I was, I was hell-bent to make sure that my, my child had, had the best nutrition I felt for me and my mm-hmm. family and how I was raised possible. And so the longest I could provide that and the longest that our relationship, you know, with my daughter and my body and yeah. that I could give, I would give as long as I could give for the betterment of her growth and development and immune system. And so that was one of the things that I wouldn't I wouldn't negotiate. So if there was something that was going to inhibit me from being able to do that, then I would cut that out. But I could pump at work. I could. So I I would still work eight to six on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I would pump, and then I would nurse at lunch, mm-hmm. and then I would you know I'd go to her daycare, and then I would pump, and so. Um, So, I I mean, honestly, I, again, I didn't want to have kids because I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know what that structure looked like. I didn't know of anybody else who was doing business and doing family at the same time. And so, Mm -hmm. I just did it.
2: But that that (laughs) paradox, it's like, I don't know how it's going to look. Is, I mean, that applies to so much in life, right? And there's so many reasons to not jump into mm-hmm. something headfirst that people just don't do it because they don't have it figured out. When we were talking this morning, again, the same guy, I was like "It's like the whole w- – my family was having a discussion about relationships and how – like, how, what, what, what does it take to have a successful marriage is, is what it was coming down to. And I was like, it's the same formula for success in anything. And it's like you just don't freaking quit, right? It's like a lot of it's going to be hard. You're not going to know how it's going to work out. Like, shit's going to come sideways at you at times, and you're going to get smacked across the face, and your head's going to be spinning, but it's like, as long as you just don't quit, and you just keep going, and it's like, to your point of, like, you don't know what the day is going to hold, but you just keep going and pushing through it, right? And you make hay while the sun is shining, like, that applies to everything in life. Mm -hmm. Like, that is not just raising kids. That is not just farming. That is not just business. Like, that applies to every area of life. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah sorry
0: that's my little rant i like it i'm with you (laughs) i'll get in here 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 we go (laughs) so do it eight percent of the population visits chiropractors i want you to speak right now as if someone thinks it's quackery has never been maybe they have some knee pain back pain ankles neck whatever chronic headaches from here random places so Right now, speak to someone who's never been a chiropractor. Tell them how we can grow this 8% and why we should grow that
1: 8%. We talked about, as a kid, having trauma. And we don't live in bubbles. And it's, again, and I keep using, I don't want to beat the dental analogy, like a dead horse kind of a thing. But it's so true because everybody knows they should brush their teeth twice a day. And that's just standard, that just, you just know it. And you should see the dentist once or twice a year. That's just basic information that every mother knows when their baby is born, as soon as they get a tooth, they should, when you go to the dentist, well, as soon as you get a tooth. That's like, it's just like what you do. And the same thing applies for chiropractic. When should you see a chiropractor? As soon as you have a spine. Well, as soon as you have a spine is when you're born. And we have so many, so many traumas throughout our life. And our, and our body, I mean, force follows the path of least resistance. And we get bumps and bruises. Like, I watch my kid, like, holy crap. (laughs) like hey, that here, spine yeah like you're he- you're bonking you are falling off tables you are jumping you are i mean off being top bunks you're being a kid and that's what you should do you don't you know you're climbing trees and that's but just like you're going to eat food to br- and you brush your teeth at the end of the day because you had food that day or you had juice or sugar sugar bugs you want to keep it you are going to live your life day to day and you should go to a chiropractor to mm-hmm. make sure you don't have spinal bugs
2: Spinal bugs. You
1: know, you don't have cavities of your spine. It's the same thing. And again, your spine is important, but what's most important is your nervous system and your spine. Like, tell me one other organ besides your nervous system that's encased in bone. That's crazy. There is none. Your heart's not encased in bone. Your lungs aren't encased in bone. Your ovaries, your gonads, none of them are encased in bone. Wait,
2: they're are super gonads organs? <laughs> what's it, what's it are organs? What's a those
0: classed as organs? Oh, my God. I was going to make a gonads? dirty
2: <laughs> joke about about bone.
0: Well, <laughs> I was bonking, like, what do you mean they're not encased
2: in bone? Bonking <laughs> means <laughs> something <laughs> different
0: where I come from, by the way. So you what said does? they're bonking, and I was like, what? That is that means, the technical term, gonads? Yeah, bonk in their mm-hmm. head. Is
2: that like the med- medical term is
0: gonads?
1: Yeah, gonads. What does Testies.
2: that mean? Testicles? Mm-hmm. Testicles. Oh, balls. Okay. Yeah,
1: balls. <laughs> your balls are not encased in bone. <laughs> they're important. You might think they are the most important organ say, in your body. So, so, I, I was going to
2: make a bone <laughs> joke. She's like, they're not encased in bone. I was like, well, there's a bone close to them. I, you know, <laughs> but
1: your brain is so important that your body innately knows it needs extra protection. Your spinal cord is so important. Your body knows it needs extra protection. And so we think of chiropractic as just the spine or just bones and ligaments, Mm -hmm. like you talked about your ankle. That is important because you got to get back to the things you love doing. And that is where chiropractic can shine is helping you get better, faster and stay better longer. But from a spine component, the reason that it's so important from a very young age or at any like when do they they say well when should you start chiropractic as soon as you have a spine so today is already too late right like you should have gone from birth but that's I'm, you know, we don't want to make people feel bad because they didn't start chiropractic from birth. But the reality is, just like you started brushing your teeth from birth, you should really get your spine checked from birth. And it doesn't mean you have to go every week or twice a week. Like our kids, we see them once or twice a year, just like mm-hmm. the dentist. But if something happens, you're in a hockey accident, and you get a tooth knocked out, you get a concussion, you better get Bring checked right in. away, yeah. right? You, you know, you slip and fall on the ice, you come in right away, like... Your body is not invincible, and as a kid, what's really important for the parents is to recognize when something happens where it's like, ooh, like, that's not just a regular bunk. Like, that was a good one, because kids are not going to complain. Yeah. They will, they don't complain of aches and pains. They don't say, oh, my ankle hurts. They don't say, oh, I have a headaches. They do, and when you do, then that's an indication, like, they're not lying. Take them in and get them checked out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And don't just medicate them.
2: No, right? medication like, for sentences.
1: Right. It's, oh. I mean, that's again, another, we could do a whole nother po- podcast on that. But, but there are, there are points of time where it's like, that was as a parent, it's like, I should get them checked out. Cause they're really, our bodies are remarkable. Like we'll just keep going. Did you know that it takes 40 to 60% loss of function for you to have a symptom? So Jeez. your kidney really? could be working at 40% cause you have you 60% loss of function. You might not even know it. Nope. This is where diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, cancer are scary. Because your body doesn't know it's, something's wrong until it's too late. Heart attack? Dead, yeah. right? But heart disease developed Damn, over the last 30 years. <laughs> that developed yeah. over the last 30 years.
0: So that hits close to home for me. I was telling Ben earlier, one of my friends from Chicago, well, he's from England, but he worked with me in Chicago. Eight months older than me, so he's 40. Went for a run. He ran marathons, all this. You probably hear these stories all the time. Went for a run, um, didn't come home. Wife goes looking, finds him on the trail. He's had a heart attack. Ends up cardiac arrest, dead, yep. didn't make it. Um, we found out, so me and the guys, we had like a Zoom call after his remote funeral because his parents are in England, but they didn't let them in for the funeral. So the eulogies and everything <sighs> so was from an iPad. So this was
1: the last year during COVID? This was last, was last week. week
0: this was Friday last week weekend so Saturday was our zoom call and his wife came on with the kids and she shared something with me that frightened the bejesus out of me she said I wasn't going to get an autopsy but Pierre that's one of her buddies he said nope we want to know find out so they had the autopsy scar tissue around his heart he did a heart attack before and had no idea Interesting. and now the other thing was he had an episode 8 or 9 months ago that Neither he or his wife thought was a big deal. It didn't feel good for a day. That was probably the heart attack, right? Yep. Um, huh. Whether it was major or minor, obviously it was a minor one because he continued. But then comes we come to find out that he's got grandparents who had heart issues and died in their early 40s. Oh, wow. So he should have been, A, monitoring that, Yeah. B, taking precautions against it and getting checked regularly, right? Yeah. Not medicating or, or anything like that, just... Keep an eye on it, and to your point, that's proactive health care. So, I've, when you said people having heart attacks and dying, I'm like, Oh, yeah, that hits home. Literally, just experience this
1: because he's healthy, right? Th- that's my yeah. point. Is like, he Marathon thinks he's healthy, runner. his it's well, the same they're not thing with be your one car of those
0: statistics, right? Like, they're it's, it's, right, it's, it's, it's not a, gonna, it's gonna happen. Not to you. To me.
2: Yeah,
1: but your car's the same way, it'll go and go and go. You could not change your oil, and it'll yeah. still yeah. run. It's running like crap, but you don't necessarily see the signs and symptoms yet until your freaking engine poof. starts blowing and poof. Yeah. So you lost forty to sixty percent loss of your engine before it blew up, right? Where you could have just routinely changed your oil and taking care of the maintenance, which is again what dentists have done a great job doing. You change, you go to the dentist, you yeah, brush GPT. your teeth. Right, so chiropractic is the same, if not in more important, because again, your spine houses your nervous system and your nervous system controls every function in your body and there's no such thing as a spine transplant. You cannot, your nervous system is so delicate that Mm -hmm. if you have a spinal cord injury or you have a spine injury, it is so detrimental that you could lose bowel or bladder function, you could lose heart function, you could lose lung function. I mean, your nerves play the, they are the complete orchestrator of every function in your body. Hmm. They yeah. control sleep, they control mood, they control digestion, they control your immune system, it controls hormone balance. I mean, everything. So, if your brain and body are not communicating because your spine has a dam in that communication system, then your f- function is, is 50%, mm-hmm. might be 40%. You might not know it. Cause you don't have a symptom yet and you're waiting for the symptom, but you don't want to yes. wait till the symptom because then it could be too late. Right?
0: Yeah. So my word for the year last year was perspective. This year is alignment. So this works well with alignment yeah. and alignment mm-hmm. in so many it different works. places. Right. So whether it's your spine, is it aligned? Is it causing that dam? Is it, you know, do you have inflammation because your gut's screwed and you're out of alignment, your hips higher or lower, whatever it is. But then there's other parts as well. So for me, the reason alignment is a beautiful word is is my selling process aligned with your buying process if i'm trying to sell you something is um ben will tell you year one of o2e was fitness and business we wanted it to be in the best shape of our adult lives and so ben started coming to the gym with me and the first thing i ever did before he did any exercises look at your feet one's facing this way and i'm like you've got to make sure your feet are in the right place Your body's lined up before you do any exercise. And I used to hark on at you about it all the time. And then I would see you actually making the adjustments. So I'm a coach by trade, coach and personal trainer, all that stuff. So watching him make those adjustments and be aware of where his feet were, his hips, his shoulders, and, okay, I'm not swinging into this. So I think alignment's something that if, if, that's why it's my word of the year, everything has to be in alignment and we can adjust in so many different parts of life including our health and our fitness and our spine and everything else
1: so i just had Good a word. new patient who's a mechanic and he's you know 60 so he's been like electronics in rigs right now for mechanics are nightmares oh god yeah um and so i i tried to make analogies that would be relevant for him and his field to the spine right the alignment of your car is a great analogy mm-hmm. when you're driving it, your tires are going to eventually wear out unevenly, and they're going to blow. Mm-hmm. So you have hip, knee, ankle problems while your alignment's off, just like you have a tire blow. It's not the tire problem. It's that your alignment's out. So mm-hmm. just because where the problem is doesn't – or where the symptom is, I should say, like a tire blown or knee pain, doesn't necessarily mean that's where it's the problem the cause, is. Yeah. It might not be the cause. There could be something going on mm-hmm. higher up the kinetic chain or in a different huh. – different area so for him I was using these analogies and um, it was just interesting when we talk about refine because for me growing up I grew up snowmobiling and I don't know the right terminologies he corrected me when I was trying to say but we would pull up the hood and I knew with my screwdriver where I was supposed to change the throttle because it had to do with the amount of gas and your idle the idle yeah. yep and so it's like, going like, not running right. And I would literally change it. Like, literally, like, yeah, tiny. Adjust your idol. Adjust your, like, tiny. of like, like, the smallest change. And all of a sudden, you get a good sound. You're like, yeah, we're running good. And that's how I feel like chiropractic <laughs> okay. is. It's like the tiniest sometimes. You don't even yeah. feel like anything's happening. But it's like you're pulling my running, finger and it'll
2: adjust it. Yeah.
1: You're running, your body, and often... We don't recognize those signs. Our body's telling us. It's like your car. It's like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. but every once in a while, blah, 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 and it's not sounding right, and you just kind of keep going. That was weird. You pay attention, but you just keep going, and you're, we don't listen to our bodies. We're just like pushing through, and we got to do all yeah. these stuff. And so, so ch- chiropractic is that piece of the puzzle where it's like your light or your engine or your body function is only. It's there's. It's something's telling you. You know, you're just maybe not listening to it. And that's where that piece of fine refinement and alignment can help that piece of the puzzle, making sure that you're firing on all cylinders and that mm-hmm. every organ, tissue, and cell in your body is functioning optimally.
0: Like it, like it. So Rache's done a three-hour podcast before, so we could probably <laughs> yeah, we better go another couple her hours her here. Lord, but up. we're, we're <laughs> <an hour laughs> in, so Rache, where can people find you? Let's say they're in Spokane, or maybe they want to... Um, follow you on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Let people know where they can find you. And
1: So my email is dr.bell at clearchairo.com. And so email is the easiest way to reach me directly. Uh, Facebook is Cairo Spokane. Um, same thing with Instagram and website, Cairo Spokane. So those are our primary...
2: Got North Sources. Side, Spokane and South Hill location. We have two
1: locations. Both right now are going through all the same social media.
2: Yeah.
1: And just with two different addresses. But we have one location on the South Hill and one location in Mead. And our office phone number obviously is easy 509 315 8166. If you have questions for me, you can mention the podcast and they'll, you know. They'll tell you that I don't take personal phone calls, and then to email me.
0: <laughs> you got so the staff trained. So they do
1: their good job very well. But if you mention the podcast, I will reach out. Um, absolutely, I, that's one of the things. Like we have to keep systems systems, oh, yeah. and there are people who just cold call, and so the systems are oh, there yeah. for a good place. But. If you have a genuine question, or want to reach out, or you're a chiropractor, or you think you want to go to chiropractic school, or you're a patient and you're like, I've never heard of upper cervical, or like we have so many patients who have been to a chiropractor and had a good ex- bad experience. We've had patients who have had um, surgeries who have told never been never go to a chiropractor. Like there's just so many rare circumstances that that's where our wheelhouse is. Like where you've tried everything, and we are that that specific. Um, approach so if you're like well i've been to a chiropractor but maybe this could be a different approach i mean i'm happy to Mm -hmm. do a little consult
2: or maybe you're another female that wants to network on being an entrepreneur
1: that's right absolutely
0: i love that you teach your staff to play defense and i come across it all the time because i I still cold call on occasion and i have a funny story about it it wasn't actually the staff at this point it was an owner and i don't think he was he's never had a good response obviously to So he's kept doing it. So he lied to me. Uh, He's like, Oh, my brother in law does my credit card processing. So I don't need to talk to you. And I was like, Oh, really? What company is he with? I'm always hiring. If he's that good, I want to hire him. And I just saw his face drop. (laughs) And I never missed a beat. So, because we get that one all the time. I'll do that too. We (laughs) we get that. Yeah. So, (laughs) like, really? I really value
2: relationships. And we don't need to be first in line, just second in line. But maybe maybe he needs a succession plan or she needs a succession <laughs> plan so how old are they
0: Are they the average age of 58 that our industry is the moral of the story is teach your staff to play defense but sometimes you just gotta take the hit and be like alright yeah. I'll listen to what you've got to say for a minute okay listen here you <laughs> little <laughs> Scottish jackal <laughs> totally yeah well thanks we yeah. this has been awesome I yeah, appreciate you coming on Ben focuses on the business stuff. I'm always talking about the health stuff and yeah, I'm trying totally to mix all it all in. Yeah, I'm totally all about
2: the business. I'm like, well, let's break down yeah. your numbers. I want to know how this all works.
0: This is like a throwback to year one of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I love grilling business owners too. Yeah, it's so fun. thanks again. Um, I'm sure you'll have some people reaching out, and we appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
2: Like us, follow us, rate us, review
0: us, Facebook, Instagram, all the other stuff. Yeah, until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.